1: All right, I'm gonna keep this simple.
0: Welcome back to Straight Up with Stasi. I'm Stasi Schroeder Clark. Let's do this. you guys welcome i am so excited right now this is the first time i'm doing something like this okay you know i love talking about the royal family every single one of them every single one of them i am a royalist but i still know that like they could all be assholes too you know i don't love them blindly we all have our faults but i've never had someone on to just like Talk about the royal family and all the people in it. I personally think that this person is a royal expert. She says she's not. She says, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a royal expert. I'm just like a royal enthusiast. But you she is my royal expert. She's one of my favorite person, one of my favorite people to follow on TikTok. You guys, I have Amanda Matta with me right now. Her TikTok is Matta underscore of underscore fact. Her videos are so good. This is what a uh, uh, First of all, welcome, Amanda.
1: Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're fine. Please continue.
0: <laughs> I am just so excited. This is what I love about your account. Let me just say like, there are so many royal videos out there, so many TikToks that are just boring or like, I can't understand. <laughs> and I'm just like, womp, womp, womp. You make talking about the royal family just so like relatable, easy to digest. I feel like when I see one of your videos, you're one of my friends. So like having you on my podcast right now, I'm like, we know each other. We, we know each other. Let's just do what we normally do, Amanda. No, we've (laughs) never met before, but I just think that you're so great at everything. And you only started doing this when the Harry and Meghan Oprah interview came out.
1: Yep. I think, My first TikTok like in the royal sphere was like that night or the night after. And it was literally just I had thoughts and I didn't have friends in my real life to talk about them with. So when you get that sense of like we're just talking, we're just dishing, that's kind of not on purpose. Like I never set out to become a TikToker, but like that's where it all started.
0: Wait, first of all, can we talk about how you need new friends? <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? You, no one wanted to talk about the royal family with you after that?
1: Well, it was quarantine. <laughs> we, it was COVID. Um, and I like had my boyfriend at the time was like, not very good at being a boyfriend and he was not interested. Um, yeah, I like had no one in my daily life that would have listened or like could have engaged in the way that like, it would have been like a fulfilling conversation.
0: Well, I'm so thankful that your friends and your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend let you down because (laughs) your account is just so entertaining. And I've seen also like in the comments section that people think you're biased towards Megan. Um, People say that to me also Mm -hmm. that I'm biased towards Megan. And I just want to like clarify this here. It's not that at least I'm biased of Megan. I, yes, I love her, but I also love Kate. Like, I love a lot mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, I just think that I have to ride so hard for Megan because no one else is. And she's constantly being destroyed and dragged mm-hmm. when the other relative, the other members of the family are not. And so, like, someone has to wave their flag out here. So, like, I'm fine to do it. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And there's for sure a sense that like it's so bizarre because people think neutral objective conversation around Meghan Markle is biased towards her. And that's just like a testament to how disgusting the actual like conversation about her is that people are usually encountering.
0: No, I so agree. I think it's so weird. I've never seen like this much of a reaction to just normal commentary on someone like for someone to not hate someone for people to to have such a strong reaction to it like I can't think of another person out there that's treated like this
1: yeah I don't know we could say like amber heard but i don't even i don't even know where i stand on that whole drama well you
0: know what amber heard pooped in a bed so (laughs) like she has a little of that she had a little of the backlash coming for her but like what has Meghan markle done except it's like i saw this yes i saw this quote that you, um, you said, I wrote it down because I was just like, this is actually brilliant. Um, you said either you believe Meghan and you believe that the royal family was capable of driving another royal wife to a dark place and did it intentionally. Or you believe that she's lying and the royal family can do no wrong. Hmm. Yes. Like literally like <laughs> that's it. Why is everyone out there just like after we've been we've seen. Over the course of time, since like the beginning of the royal family, that like this is what the royal family does. I mean, King Henry the like beheaded a million people. You okay. guys, like this yeah. isn't wild to to like what she's saying. These accusations, like they're they're not far fetched. Like why are pe? Why do you think people are just like so quick to think that someone would lie over what's clearly obvious? Like you can still love the royal family sure. and realize that like they do some shitty things.
1: Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's eerie too. how much there is an echo of Diana's story in Megan's story. Yeah. And I think that kind of answers your question, because back in the 90s, you know, if you watch The Crown, you'll see like the monarchy was in this crisis where people saw what they did to Diana. They absolutely hated it because Diana was a beloved public figure. And the monarchy really reached a point of their public support, like falling off to the degree where it was unsure whether they could continue into the 21st century. So people who want to be able to support the monarchy, royalists, I think they have blinders on right now and they've convinced themselves, no, that that can never happen again. They learned their lessons. She's clearly making it up, Megan. And it's just, it's so wild to me that that's, the place we've ended up in because sometimes you can go back another tiktok creator meredith constant does this on her page she'll go back and she'll read articles about diana after she left the royal family and it's the same stuff you hear about megan now if she wants privacy why is she out in public she needs to just go away <laughs> and we know how that story ended mm-hmm. it, it it's just spooky it's eerie okay two things um
0: Why do people think that this is like what really kills me is because you brought this up, her going out in public. Well, why is she going out in public Mm -hmm. calling paparazzi on herself? Why is it that people think that Megan would ever need to call the paparazzi on itself? (laughs) It's like on herself, like everyone, like paparazzi, like, let me just say this here. Like they know where she lives. They know where she frequents. That's what they do. They're like, that's their job to know where certain people go. Anytime mm-hmm. she leaves the house, like guarantee, unless she does a lot of like security work to be like, okay, I truly don't want to be photographed. So let me like jump through hoops to not be photographed. If she doesn't do that, she will be photographed. She doesn't need to call the fucking paparazzi on herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's- <laughs> it, like, I'm getting worked up. Cause like, I feel so bad for her and it kills me. And like, why do you think people, sorry, I keep, I just realized that I kept asking a bunch of questions, but I then answered them, which was like a horrible <laughs> podcaster job out of me. Um Let me ask you this though. <laughs> why do you think people think Megan's lying? Like what would Megan have to gain from lying about all this?
1: That's the thing is I don't know because the accusation is she's doing it for attention. The attention she gets When she has, you know, things happen to her, like the car chase in New York or all of these targeted harassment campaigns against her, the attention is largely like negative or people calling her a narcissist. So I truly don't know what she has to gain, especially when she does do something intentionally if she works on a project or um, does an interview. Her focus is not usually in that area anymore. It's not usually on her. Our time in the royal family. It's about her advocacy work or her feminism, something like that. So, I, yeah, I, that, I don't, I can't wrap my own head around it. <laughs> I know,
0: me neither. That's why it's like when I see all these people out there hating her, I'm like, why would she lie, you guys? She, yeah. like, the more she sa- talks about this, the more you guys attack her, this, the yeah. more she gets negative press. Why would she lie and do this to herself? It yeah. would be so much easier to just, like, to not.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. She, um she can do the most normal things and people because of the amount of scrutiny they love to place on her will read into every single word every action she literally has become dehumanized and has no yeah. room to just like be a person who 10 years ago said something and like 10 years later phrases it slightly differently and like that's okay and no yeah. instead she must be lying and she must be calculated it's it's crazy
0: What do you think really happened with the whole Spotify deal? That to me was like, that was like the one thing that I'm like, oh, no, not I'm not happy that this happened for you.
1: Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't want to have to now go in and feel like I'm defending you. Um, I think so. One thing I will say about Harry and Meghan is when they left the royal family, they were very gung-ho I think about they were going to carve out this path for themselves and media production seems to be like one of the things that they were really intent on making part of their like portfolio almost Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if they went like too hard too big too fast And they did the Netflix deal and they did the Spotify deal, multi-million dollar deals and just like kind of got ahead of themselves or maybe decided after the fact that those weren't things that they wanted to pursue. I don't know. It could also be from Spotify's end. Like they seem to be trimming the fat over there um, because the media landscape is changing. It's one of those things like we won't know, but it also again, I think it happens all the time. It
0: does. No, (laughs) it's just because
1: it's them that we care.
0: One hundred percent. It does. I think that it's also because it was such like a lucrative deal. It was such Mm -hmm. it was so much money. And I do agree with you that I, I think that they accepted these deals like Netflix and Spotify in a moment where like of panic. And how does one turn down that kind of money? Right. I mean, I, I really implore anyone to try and turn down th- that sort of deal. Yeah. Like, even if you're not ready for it, and you don't know what you're getting into. You see that sort of money and you're like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, I'll make it work. But I think that what like the podcast, my theory is that like the podcast world has gotten to a place where like we don't want to listen to anything that seems overproduced Mm -hmm. like we want to feel like we're listening to just like a real conversation like your friends with who you're listening to and that's just not Meghan Markle's style and I feel like it's not her style especially because being in the royal family she was never allowed to just like say whatever she wants. Like yeah. she doesn't know what it's like. She's like a a beaten puppy. She doesn't know how to just like live authentically with you know without being edited and all of that yeah. stuff. So while it was a really successful podcast because it was, like I think everyone needs to know that it was an incredibly successful podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would have been successful for another season.
1: Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. Um cuz like I enjoyed listening to it, but I would Find myself enjoying it most when we were right in the middle of the episode and it was just mm. a conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing too, I think about Megan, like who wouldn't have their guard up? Who wouldn't yes. be overproducing themselves after the past couple years, especially? Um, but yeah, I think that's always kind of been her style. She's always been a person who when she's in public, she's on. Yeah. She's she's she does seem like a very warm, effusive person, but it also does feel like a defense mechanism at this point. And yeah. People, people love to say, oh, she's an actress. Like it's a bad thing, but I also think it's a good thing. Like she's able to protect, I think her inner self, her, per- like her personal life self a little bit more that way. Um, but yeah, it, it, in their media projects, it, especially the documentary and the podcast, it, it, you definitely are getting that produced version of her rather than yeah. I think Harry is like just himself all the time.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's such a really good point. Yeah. You're right. And honestly, like when you think about it, just like the fact that they pit Kate and Megan, or so many people pit mm-hmm. Kate and Megan against each other. And and one of like Megan's biggest the criticisms about Megan is that she seems fake or she's mm-hmm. not real. Okay. If you were to ever put Kate yeah. In an on-camera interview, I guarantee that nothing about her would be relatable. I guarantee that if you asked her what her favorite show was, she'd be like, she would probably also say Duolingo, Babbel. <laughs> I'm learning a new language. Do you know what I mean? She probably would also be yeah. like, we don't have time for TV. The, both of them, there's not that much relatability because we they are in incredibly specific, crazy positions in their life like why are we expecting Mm -hmm. duchesses and princesses and like the future queen of england to be freaking relatable if you are someone that shops online listen up okay i basically do all my shopping online like for real i like can't remember last time i went shopping in a store okay um if you're somebody that shops online Rakuten. You need to try this, okay? It's the most rewarding way to shop and save because you become a member... For at Rakuten and you get cash back on everything you buy. So basically it's a shopping platform that partners with over 4,200 stores across every category, okay? So I'm talking beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, w- literally everything. If you're already shopping at your favorite stores online, why not be going through Rakuten so that you can save money while doing it? So instead of just going straight to Sephora or Macy's or Ulta, Adidas, etc., Expedia, Best Buy, Peco, uh, whatever, instead of just going straight there, you go through Rakuten and you earn cash back. So the way that they're able to do this is because these stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the commission with its members. So you get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. I mean right? It's a no brainer. <laughs> like it's a win-win situation. So start all your shopping trips at racketon.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today because your cashback really adds up. <music> Want to talk about my sponsor Fume because they are looking to help break bad habits. Okay, maybe you fidget a lot, or maybe you bite your nails, or maybe you have other bad habits that you're trying to break. Um, fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Okay, so instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air, and instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious. Flavors. Okay. So they're taking the bad out of habit, like, you know, bad habit. Like, it's a habit that you're free to enjoy. It makes replacing your other bad habit easy, okay? So your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and it is designed with movable parts and magnets, okay? When I tried this for the first time, I swear I did not know what to expect. I'm like, okay, what is this? But I love it, okay? So it's this little wood device. So it's like cute to like have in your hands and use. And it's actually flavored air. Like it feels like and tastes like fresh. It's amazing. So highly suggest trying Fume if you are somebody who's trying to break a bad habit. So stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code Stasi to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfume, T-R-Y-F-U-M.com, and use code Stassi to save an additional 10% off your order today. Okay. In a dream world for you, mm-hmm. where does Megan go from here? Like, what do you see her career path being?
1: I don't even, I don't even know. So I know there's the piece that she wants to be her future career as like producer I think maybe fashion icon and just like general media presence it -hmm. would be like that's kind of the best way i can describe it i would love for her to bring back her lifestyle blog um it used to be called the tig it was Mm -hmm. just so fun and like just beautiful (laughs) like everything she does we were saying is very curated that blog is no exception i would love for her to bring that back if she gets back on social media i wouldn't be mad about it because i just i do love her aesthetic her whole vibe and i think any recommendation from her would be like killer. (laughs) No, I totally
0: agree. I have this like fantasy for Megan that um, she's like the next Kim Kardashian in terms of like (laughs) Uh influence, fashion, producing, starring and like everything Uh just in just being like the number one influencer in the world. I want Megan Markle to be the number one influencer in the world. And I just feel like that's so realistic. Why not?
1: Why not? And she could sprinkle in a touch of her, you know, activism her philanthropy. It would be just I think it could be a very wholesome way of approaching influencing as well.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I I just feel like Megan needs to hire us. Truly. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. You hear about you hear about all the royal family rumors. Can I tell you that there is a rumor that I'm involved in? No, it made my life. No, like literally, I obviously am not like a fan of like when things get written about you that aren't true. But this one, I, I shout it from the rooftops. I wear it with pride, a badge of honor. So there's like a group of people out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) who think that I lent my daughter Hartford
1: to harry oh, and megan <laughs> yeah wait hold on you've heard of this <laughs> i've heard the rumor i never keep track of like the names that people inject into these stories because it's all bs but i knew that people said that their daughter is like someone else's kid <laughs> so being used as a prop no. oh my god
0: amanda i'm not joking it's me okay <laughs> so this is what happened so like i got married in italy Last May. Okay. And then like um, a couple weeks later. That's when Harry and Meghan released the first photo of Lilibet. And when I tell you Lilibet looked exactly like my daughter, it was creepy. I've never been DM'd so much about something in my entire life. My phone was going off like, holy shit. And it was just so crazy because I've loved Meghan Markle for so long. So I'm like, wow, if anyone was going to have a daughter that looks like mine, like I'm that's so exciting. But then people were like that. This is this is. Stasi Schroeder's daughter. <laughs> like, this is obviously like Stasi talks about Meghan Markle all the time. So they must be actual undercover friends. And they were just in Europe for their wedding, which means it would have been easy for them to fly over to England. Oh
1: my God. To
0: give Hartford to them to take photos and release them. And I still get tagged in things every once in a while, being like, just freaking admit it. I can't believe you would use your kid for money like this. I love it. <laughs>
1: So you also know how crazy the trolls can get. Um, well that's 100%. congratulations or I'm sorry. No,
0: Nothing congratulations is in order, Amanda.
1: Congratulations. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's quite wild. Cause it's also funny cause they keep up this conspiracy, even though we've gotten like other pictures of the kids, Yeah, like your children are clearly growing at like kind of different rates. It's if you stop and think about it for literally five seconds, it makes no sense.
0: No, it doesn't make any sense. And also like to to have like if you were to ever do that, like like, like everyone use their brains. OK, yeah. if they were to do that one time, they would have to do that forever. Right. Obviously, eventually we're going to know what Beth and Archie look like and they right. wouldn't be able. You, you can't keep that trade going for the remainder well, of someone's life.
1: And also I have this with every royal conspiracy. The amount of people required to keep their mouths shut about it would be insane. Someone would talk. Do you have a podcast? Totally. 100%. No, you're
0: <laughs> so right. I also, when I was looking at your, um, I was going back into your TikTok, I saw that you were like, okay, so Sarah Ferguson can do this, but Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen this video that you did until today. And I'm like, oh my God, this is such a good point. So Sarah Ferguson mm-hmm. has a podcast mm-hmm. that
1: is it's solely based... on Royalty with the Duchess. Yeah.
0: Royal tea. So like it literally is just spilling tea on the royal family yet. So Hartford, I mean, (laughs) Hartford, (laughs) Megan, Megan never like Mm -hmm. spills tea. I mean, yes. Okay. She's done the interview to defend herself. But if Megan ever speaks up about the royal family, she is just ripped to shreds. But there is an actual royal family member who's so thirsty. divorced, by the way. No longer
1: technically married to a royal. Yeah. Do you think that, like, do people
0: really not care? Like, are people in England, do they give Sarah
1: Ferguson a hard time? So uh, here's the thing with Sarah Ferguson. She used to get a really hard time. I know that it was hell for her when she was being compared to Diana constantly, when she and Andrew did get divorced and she had to do the same thing Meghan and Harry are doing now. Like, branch out, find some enterprising way to support herself. She had her... Um, Weight Watchers partnerships and all these things she wrote cookbooks and she always branded herself as like the Duchess mm-hmm. so at that time I know there was backlash like out the wazoo but it feels like people have kind of normalized that for her over the years and now she's a mom she has two grown up daughters who have adorable royalty babies. And she and Andrew are doing their weird co-parenting thing. yeah, but then people are also more angry about Prince Andrew than they are about her. So it's it's just this weird conglomerate of like, I think people used to be really, really upset about it, but now they're just so used to Sarah Ferguson cooling this stuff that it's fine.
0: No, I kind of agree with you because yeah. I remember even like being in high school and seeing tabloids about Sarah Ferguson and her just being really kooky. Mm-hmm. Like kooky is like the, the only word I know to like really like sum up what she is. So yeah. it's almost, it's she gives like thomas Markle
1: vibes <laughs> a little i mean she's had her sheriff's like actual scandals too where she was caught on camera trying to sell access to members of the royal family so it's like not that... just kooky it's it's kind of like maybe illegal
0: <laughs> wait that's wild yeah that's wild if megan did that we would expect her to find a way out Jail. of this earth yeah we no would... for yeah yeah Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So and 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 everybody just got over it? Not, I, not everybody. There are, I think, people who still have this like just like bad taste in their mouth about her. But she still has her podcast. She still gets invited to. I think she was at the coronation, not the big one in Westminster Abbey, but like the parties. You know, she's still part of the family and yeah. megan is not remotely doing half the things to to spill tea on the royal family that she's doing and is like excommunicated it's it's crazy
0: i think it's just because harry and megan don't want it do you know what i mean it's like it, there aren't that many people out there except for that who was that what was the king's name that abdicated
1: oh edward the 8th
0: Yes, Edward VIII. Yeah. He's yeah. the only one I can think of that was like, you know what? I don't want it. I reject it. And I feel like when someone doesn't want in, you know, like they're not thirsty for it. they That's when they're like, the, the firm will turn them into villains. It's like Sarah Ferguson yeah. still wants it.
1: She believes in it. Well, and it's tough even to go there with Harry and Meghan because they, in their more recent interviews around the time that Spare came out, He said, you know, we're still royalists. We still believe in the monarchy, but what they reject is what that does to a person. Um, And you would think there would be some way to find middle ground. And from what Harry and Meghan say, they tried to do that and work out a way to be, you know, half in, half out, but they were just told like, it's all or nothing.
0: Yeah, God, I just, everybody who says like the the argument that people have when they're just like a... They're talking too much or, or complaining too much, or I can't, they're essentially just like selling their lives for, to make money, you Mm -hmm. know, with like the documentary, with the book, all of that. What do, what, what do we expect them to do? Like Mm -hmm. they can't just go work at the grocery store, like they're world famous. Like they can't go get a normal job. They can't just go be a doctor. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like they, they have to do something with what they've been given and what, with what they've been given is what they've been given is a, is an experience. They Mm -hmm. have had a crazy experience that none of us understand. Of course, they're going to use that for a documentary and a book and tell their story. I just feel like the rest of the world besides you and me and people that get it are just like that's smart.
1: You know what I mean? I think <laughs> I think there's a very like short-sighted view of it too because life is long. Harry and Meghan are both in what their early 40s. Um I think I think in a way that this is part of their strategy to kind of move on and continue being public figures where they don't have to talk about the royal family you know, five, 10 years down the line, we get it yeah. out of the way now. We try and reconcile as best we can. But part of that is like making their side of the story known, see where that lets them end up and then leave it behind them if that's what they want.
0: That's so, a, like, I, that's a, I mean, that's a really good point. that I, I've yeah. ne- I've never thought about that, that like this could be just like, this is probably their strategy. Get it all out there now. So that because when you don't talk about something, it's always the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. People will always be wondering. They'll be wanting you to talk about it. Every interview that that one of them is asked to do, they will have to clarify. I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about this. I'm not talking about this. And so then it'll be something that people want years down the road. But if they've already said everything, then they can get it passed, put Mm -hmm. it to bed,
1: move on, hopefully, Mm -hmm. and carry on with their lives yeah and maybe eventually like the rest of us will be able to like follow suit do the same (laughs) (laughs) some of us (laughs) wait um
0: when remember burgundy gate
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: (laughs) okay i actually like i felt like um a royal commentator like a royal journalist an investigative journalist because i was like one of the first what one of my first thoughts when uh, let me explain what this is yes i was gonna say (laughs) Actually, will you explain what this is? Because you'll explain it better than me. Let me make sure
1: we're talking about the same thing. Christmas last year. Okay, great. We are. (laughs) Um, Wonderful. So yeah, it was Harry and Meghan's documentary had come out on Netflix. And in that documentary, she said something to the effect of she would gravitate towards neutral colors for her clothes while she was a working royal because she was so nervous about standing out and stepping on toes. So she just wanted to fade into the background. And she mentioned on her and Harry's, what they called their farewell tour, she wore bright colors just to kind of like break free of that. Um, so fast forward a couple months um, another thing she also said was that you weren't supposed to wear the same color as another member of the royal family or like a more senior member so you were never supposed to match like the queen or I guess like Kate or something like that Um, so fast forward a few months not only does Kate show up to her Christmas Carol concert in a pretty bright color like a nice burgundy very saturated so did I think it was like four other people. One of them was her daughter, Princess Charlotte, her sister, Pippa. Uh, Was it Princess uh, Beatrice, I think, or usually one of them. Um, There were like four people all in this exact same color of burgundy. (laughs) And the headlines immediately, oh, it's just a cheeky swipe at Meghan. The royal family is like clapping back, basically. It's like, I I don't know how much you read into it. If you're a burgundy truther, (laughs) Of amanda
0: i 100 percent believe that that was petty clapping back it was my first thought when i saw those photos before the headlines i literally was like that's weird they literally why are all these people in burgundy first of all i love burgundy such a great like, color
1: it was a beautiful color it so was such a beautiful color.
0: Oh. yeah so good but i was like <laughs> why is everybody i'm like I, megan literally just said on yeah. the documentary that she wasn't allowed to wear the same color as other senior royals. And, and then they do this. I thought it was so obvious <laughs> that I am shocked that you don't agree with me. I don't actually <laughs> agree.
1: So for me, it's one of those things, once again, where I think... I, I believe Megan believed that um, royal protocol I've always interpreted it as it's not like a binder you get handed with all these rules written down. It's more of like something you pick up along the way, something everyone kind of just knows. Yeah. So I think what she was saying was like, I felt like I couldn't or I was made to feel like I couldn't ever wear the same color. Right. I think it's more a little bit more subtle than like, this is a rule you're not allowed to. Um Yes. And if you come at it from that angle, then the Royal family all wearing burgundy to match, like I think is a little bit of an overreaction if that's what they were doing. And I want to think better of them. I don't want to think of them as and like (laughs) clinging to Megan's every word and aha, we have to disprove her. And especially dressing a seven year old in the color to like have her be in on it somehow that, that gave me a really bad taste. And like, I don't want to believe we would have gone there
0: intentionally. Well, they, the family, Kate, always, oftentimes matches mm-hmm. her children. Mm-hmm. So, like, that makes sense. To me, that, like, wasn't the petty move. The petty move was <laughs> that, like, the other people yeah. got to wear it. Because, like, I mean, that you know that had to be planned, though, to say, like, hey, guy is there a group chat where it's like, yeah. what color are we wearing for Christmas this year? <laughs> Or <laughs> like I mean do they match do they do that do they match normally for that holiday for that holiday no, event? no
1: no even you can look at like the Christmas day walk this past year everyone was all in different colors and I mean hey maybe you're you might be convincing me right now because the thing about the event they were at too is it was very much like Kate's that was she was advertised as like planning it and spearheading it. Like, do I think she was in Westminster Abbey setting up chairs? No, but it was like her thing. So, listen, they were going to do it at any event, maybe it would
0: be yes. And when I read the comment (laughs) sections, there's always people that chime in and they're like, I'm from England, I am British, and we are the pettiest people around. We're so undercover bitchy that I feel like that 100% has to be Kate's way of fighting back which like I honestly secretly love well not secretly. the fact that
1: it was her sister too oh maybe okay you might be turning me around here on Burgundy DH don't you wish that they would have been besties it would have been so good I, I go back every year to those Wimbledon pictures with the yeah. two of them and like yeah they had different vibes they had different styles but like that was I think, going to be the beauty in their, like, friendship, sisterhood, whatever. Uh, Yeah, it's a real shame that for whatever reason, we never got to that point.
0: The way that, like, seeing them out together would give me chills. Like, they really were, they really could have been the fab four. Mm -hmm. It just it like breaks my heart. Like I, I I also just want to be clear that just because like, I love Megan Markle, that doesn't mean that I don't love Kate Middleton. I love them both. Like Mm -hmm. lots of things can exist at the same time. So just want to clarify, because whenever I like talk highly about Kate Middleton, people are like, I thought you loved Megan Markle. I'm like, I do. Yeah, Yeah. I like all of them. Not all of them. Oh my God. Which ones do you not like? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean prince andrew this is like a no prince duh. andrew zone yeah duh, right? duh. Duh. Uh, 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 some of the some of the older royals you know uh, camilla prince and princess michael of kent okay camilla camilla <laughs> i was willing to give a fair shake until some of the stuff in the past couple of years where she's like made it very clear that pierce morgan is still in her inner circle it's just like ugh totally not good. <laughs> and, and not just him, like yeah. a bunch of people
0: who had said things about Megan, she'd invite him over that person, like over for tea or something or f- to a party. No, yeah. Camilla, listen, I'm all about a good love story. Love that for people. I truly, yeah. I, I want people to find their soulmate, their person and, and live happily ever after with them. But I just can't get down with Camilla. I also yeah. can't get down with the King. I feel bad, but I just can't.
1: That's all right. It's, I was just listening to a different podcast today and they had an expert on who was saying, you know, we might not look back on him fondly, but I think we can agree he's going to be a wonderful bridge into the future. I'm like, man, is this where we're at? Like we're rewarding mediocrity to this level where we're praising Charles for being like a transition king. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's
0: wild. No, that sucks so bad. Could you imagine being in that position where you're just literally referenced as the bridge? He waited 70 years
1: to be in his first, like, real job. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> That's where he is now.
0: Why do you think that he just didn't let William take it? Because uh, clearly he had seen everyone suggesting that. I mm. mean, the public has suggested that. And I feel like a royal's job is mm-hmm. to listen to the public You know, you're there for the public for the most part. So why do you think he wasn't like, well, the public wants William. They want to like pass me over. You know, times are different. People are living longer now. I get it. It's not like it used to be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I should do it. Why do you think he just had to be king?
1: Well, I mean, aside from he waited his whole life, I think he really does think that he can modernize the role of being king, all these things. But there's also like, It's not possible to renounce being heir to the throne. Um, A lot of people don't know this. You can't say, I'm not going to be next. My son's going to be next. You have to be crowned first, and then you have to abdicate, and then they can give it to William. So I think it would have been really confusing for the public. Charles is king. Charles is getting crowned up. Charles is abdicating. It's just like, it would have been really disruptive. It really would have, I think not just confuse people, but also like made people scratch their heads at the whole system. Like, why is it like this? Because spoiler alert, it doesn't have to be, but it's the system that they've had for a thousand years. So they do not want that continuity to end. See, you
0: are a royal expert. I don't think most people know that. Mm-hmm. No. Interesting. This episode of Straight Up With Stasi is brought to you by Maybelline Instant Age Rewind Eraser Concealer. Do it all with the concealer that does it all. Okay, you guys. When I th- I'm not somebody that actually used to have to use concealer. This is actually a very a relatively new thing for me. And I've always felt like I didn't like concealers because they... Go into the creases of your skin. So, like when I'm looking for a concealer, I wanna make sure they're not like gonna make my wrinkles look even bigger. And uh, Maybelline Instant Age Rewind Eraser Concealer is a do it all concealer that conceals, corrects, contours, highlights in a click, and it doesn't go into my wrinkles, you guys. I was trying it and I was like, oh my god. Is this why everyone wears concealer? Because when you find one that actually works, it's amazing. There's a built-in sponge tip applicator for on-the-go application. Perfect. You can just use your fingers. It's so easy. And this concealer gets you up to 12 hours of crease-resistant, I told you, moisturizing wear. I need to have all day concealer. No. Okay. Like this can't be something that looks great for just like a couple of hours. No, because I can't be touching up my makeup all day long. Those were the days when I used to be able to do that. So the fact that this is crease resistant and lasts up to 12 hours, y'all go and try it. Visit Maybelline.com to buy yours today.
1: Yeah. What
0: do you think about his idea of a slim down monarchy? Cause I feel like it just looks
1: sad. It's, <laughs> I think it's dumb, uh, especially because the budget for the monarchy went up this year. Like, I don't really understand how that works when a lot of people have left or died or, you know, you have less people. Why do you need more money in your budget from the government? I don't understand that. Um, But it is sad. Like those coronation pictures where it was all the official working royals, nobody under the age of 40. Like, yikes.
0: Yeah. Now, those photos were just like so sad.
1: Like,
0: sad. What's so great about the royal family is just like the pomp and circumstance, the showmanship mm-hmm. of it. Like we want something magical to look up to mm-hmm. and, and root for. And it, yeah. it's not that serious. Like it's royal family. It's not that serious. So when mm-hmm. you see like this slimmed down monarchy on the balcony. It's like, Mm -hmm. you guys, you're taking the fun out of it. And the fun was the whole point of you guys.
1: Yeah. And I think they have this misunderstanding inside the palace of why people like the monarchy. Like, it's not like people are like, yes, I love the system of government. It's, we love the people we're attached to the family members and seeing like them grow up and growing up with them. And if you're taking those people out of the spotlight, which uh, you could get into a whole other discussion there of like, what being in the spotlight does to kids and and coming of age as a royal, but cutting out the cousins, you know, cutting out um, some of the younger royals that I think are still very eager to be part of the firm. It makes no sense to me because those are the people that are going to draw eyes and enthusiasm.
0: I also think it's ridiculously unfair to cut so many people out of the royal family, except especially a lot of the young people, because People have to realize that when you're in the royal family, you can't just or you probably maybe you could, but you're not encouraged to to get a normal job, to go have a normal career, mm-hmm. to make a living for yourself. Like your your living is to work for the royal family. So yeah. if you're going to all of a sudden start cutting those people out of it, what do you expect them to do? Mm-hmm. It, it's like the same thing with um Harry and Meghan where which what really made me dislike King Charles. This was really where it started. It is when he cut off their security Mm. and is basically like, you have to just figure out how to do it yourself that's unfair because Harry was has not been raised to be able to do that for himself like he's not like you or I he didn't like he can't just go and find a regular job he has to have security he has to have enough money and income to afford that security like that is so wildly fucked up Yeah. so wildly fucked up
1: yeah you know what? Down with King Charles. It's no, you, can't get, you can't get a soundbite out of me there. But no, I think it is. It's just, it, again, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you, you then think about, was that like a tactic where the royal family was expecting him to come back to get the security secure? Like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what the game plan was, but I do not think that the firm came out on top, like in the way that they probably think that they did.
0: No. And if you're saying that the budget for the royal family went up, Mm-hmm. how they're like I don't the, know. like the, yeah, I don't know. they're not paying for their security God, the security thing it scares the shit out of me especially just watching their documentary and how fearful they must have been just mm-hmm. to feel so unsafe to just like have each other and that's it and have to move around You're you're moving around from mansion to mansion and that's still not safe enough mm-hmm. you know that it's it's just crazy. And I go back again to Harry and Meghan. It's like, why can't people just believe that they are actually just like happy and in love?
1: What's so hard? Wild. What's so hard for that to believe? Why is it so difficult to believe? <laughs> yeah, I think it's because like they they exist on a level that literally none of us can ever understand, not just being royal, but like being that wealthy and like that uh, out of touch, just like as a, like on the level that they're on. They they just, they're living in a world that we can only imagine and we can't really fathom like uh, that normal human emotions <laughs> would like come into play because the royal family purposely t- i think tries to downplay that side of themselves the human side of themselves mm-hmm. to make themselves seem so above everyone else cuz that's the magic of it right so when it comes to harry and meghan like they're kind of in that world but yeah they are kind of living a normal life so we just like can't even wrap our heads around what their experience must be like.
0: I agree. And I think that people give Megan specifically such a hard time because, you know, the public claims they love a Cinderella story. I don't think people do because Uh I think people just get jealous. I think at first they're like, Oh, we love that she came from, she's one of us. And then she got to be in the Royal family. But then when there's something that happens with the public where they just turn and they just become bitter that it's not happening for them or something similar isn't happening for them. And so now it's like anytime Megan has something extra expensive or designer or whatever, or, or is live, we see the way that she lives. It, it angers people. It honestly Mm -hmm. reminds me of, this is going to sound crazy. So like just a little backstory about me real fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was on a reality show and I started off as a server OK, so like we were all servers on this reality show and people loved the Cinderella story of like, oh, wow, like she's a server. They are servers. And now they're making more money and they have more job opportunities. Like how great for them. But once it crossed the line of becoming a little too well known or looking a little bit mm-hmm. too successful or having a little too, a few too many designer handbags, then people didn't like it anymore. And so yeah. and, and it's interesting that they just wanted to tear us back down again and i feel like it's it's kind of similar with megan because no one would be mad about harry's lifestyle no one Mm -hmm. would really be mad about him having that it's about her yeah
1: yeah because they associate harry with that level of privilege and wealth and luxury with Megan, I mean, you you can't leave the race part out of it either. She's oh, a totally. biracial actress. She's American. There's all these isms. Any, you can take your pick. Xenophobia is a big thing in the UK. The racism, they try to downplay, but you just can't. It, it, any of them. Um all of those things, I think, make people feel like she has to earn it. Yes. And she hasn't done anything to deserve it. It's like, yes. Who slash neither have any of them. Harry, of William, them. Kate, like none of them. That's not the bar here. That's not a prerequisite to being a royal. The point of being a royal is you are born in a position that like we've placed above everyone else. That's it. Yeah. No one questions that for any of them, except for Megan.
0: I saw in one of your TikToks that you think that the person who questioned Archie's skin color (laughs) in the Oprah interview Uh was Prince William.
1: Yeah, so that was my first, my first TikTok. (sighs) Oh, that
0: was in your first, that was the one I, in your first TikTok. I, I came out right off the gate. <laughs> wow. You really went there. You were just like, I'm, yeah. I'm going there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Will you tell me why you think that? Because that sure. was not my first, second or third thought. I thought for sure yeah. it was Camilla. I just like blaming everything on Camilla sure. and then, or maybe Charles. And then I was like one of them.
1: <laughs> so that's the thing is like, I don't know for sure. None of us do. I kind of used a little bit of a process of elimination um, thing to like deduce who I thought it was. So right away, I think the day after their interview, both Harry and Meghan came out and said it wasn't the queen and it wasn't Prince Philip. They were lovely to us. Um, Charles is like everyone's next thing because he's older. He's married to Camilla. So like Mm -hmm. Charles and or Camilla, I both I ruled them both out because like I don't know. Charles walked Megan down the aisle and like you have to think that the conversations about children would have started before their marriage. But William is like our age. Like, well, that is that is such a,
0: an antiquated, old, outdate way of thinking that like. So
1: what? So my thing with William is what Megan actually said in the interview when Oprah asked her, like, will you name names? Basically, she said, I think that would be very damaging to them. And when she said them, I interpreted that as being like the modern, the, the monarchy, the royal family, right? Who else besides William being the one who questioned the skin tone, who else would damage the monarchy? Not Camilla. We all kind of already hate her, right? okay, like, okay, okay, um, okay, it's, okay. It's kind of my process of elimination. I think wow. the only one that needs to be protected to this level that they have been like, we still don't know. And there have been articles written where the I forget who the reporter was, but it was a royal reporter. They said it has been confirmed to me who said it. And I can say it's not Charles. If it's not William, just say it's not it's not William, but no one has. So my theory all along and I stand by this is that it was William in the guise of brotherly concern, something he would have thought as not racist first, but second, like doing his brotherly duty hey, are you sure you want to do this? You know how hard it is. You know how people will be because she's, you know, half black. What color are your kids even going to be? It's going to be kind of weird, don't you think? Something like that.
0: Oh, my That's gosh. been my
1: theory the entire time.
0: I actually, I know you said somewhere that you feel like we'll find out one day. I don't think we ever will.
1: I think we might. Um, there's always, I mean, there's all these royal books behind me written by royal experts and they they all claim to have exclusive information. Maybe we'll just get it randomly one day and people will write it off. I don't know. Um, I, somebody knows and they're just, they're keeping it very hush-hush again because I think we don't want to have William painted as this person who's capable of saying something that I think most of us can agree is racist. Uh, yes. As much as... Unconscious bias is also part of the conversation and probably part of the reason that that comment was made in the first place. Like, that's just not an association that they think would be a good look for anyone, let alone Prince William.
0: And Prince William is the person who's always protected. Yeah, exactly. When, like Megan and Harry said, they were willing to lie to protect William and Kate, but not tell the truth to protect us. Exactly. When they said that, do you think that they were talking about um, the affair with... What's her name? Rose,
1: Rose, Hambury. Hambury. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the, that's what the they were talking? Of Chumbly. Um. So, my thing with the affair again is, if someone knew for sure, I feel like we would know for sure. You know. No. So, uh, wait. <laughs> but because they
0: protect them, wait, will you give some backstory about the affair?
1: Sure. To- so there is this rumor. It's been around since about 2018. Um. That Prince William has a mistress or had a mistress, had an affair with a woman named Rose Hanbury, who it was part of uh, William and Kate's kind of inner circle. They, They have this group of kind of posh friends. They call them the turnip toffs. Um, I don't know why it's a thing um and so the rumor is that around the time that Kate was pregnant with Louis their third child William had an affair with Rose Hanbury um and it's stuck for several years she's part of the royal circle she her husband had a very prominent official role in Queen Elizabeth's monarchy um they're just kind of there a lot of the time they were at the coronation they they were at the funeral for Queen Elizabeth they're very present. So I think that's part of the reason the rumor is also still very present. We don't know if it's true or not. There have been blind items. There have been, you know, some reporters on Twitter saying, yes, I think this is true. My sources, I trust my sources. Uh, They think it's true. But I was told if I published it, I would be like blacklisted. So that's what makes me think it's true. (laughs) That's what gets said. Beyond that, there's not really evidence there's not really a timeline of like where William was in 2018 and where Rose was like there's none of that there's no pictures nothing it's all hearsay right now but But it's one of those things that's just not I don't think ever gonna go away
0: it would make sense though especially given that Kate and Megan couldn't get along because I could see that being a reason like yeah because it, you see, Megan's introduced and mm-hmm. so in love with Harry. Harry and Megan, they're having this whirlwind romance. They're planning their wedding. All of these things. They're so happy. And if at the same time, I'm imagining what it would feel like to be Kate. I mm-hmm. am pregnant. No one feels cool or yeah. awesome when they're pregnant. Okay. Especially I, her. Yeah. No. And so like I'm pregnant. And at the same time, I, I, my husband is cheating on me. It would be very difficult for me to form a solid friendship with someone like Megan who is at like the peak of her like that romantic stage She's like of the their relationship. Star. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like I think that makes a lot of sense as to why they never yeah. got close. It could literally be because of this effing affair.
1: It's possible. And then I mean, if all of this is true, the the reasoning here too is that Harry and Meghan's press coverage, it almost seems like overnight, took a 180 mm-hmm. from the positive love story, well romance to yes. the negative. People yeah. doubting whether they would last and, you know, talking about Meghan's upbringing and just trying to nitpick. And um, I mean, Harry himself has said, like, the press tries to destroy every relationship that he has and his relationship with Meghan is no different. so that that shift happening so abruptly is what makes people think that there was some kind of deal made between the palace and the press to say, Hey, if you never report on this affair, you can have Harry and Megan and do whatever you want, free reign, you know, publish whatever you want about them. that's that's where people have kind of landed. And it's it's a compelling story. Um again, We don't have evidence beyond the fact that most of the British royal reporters are like shady as shit. (laughs) Um, But and you can kind of trace the timeline of when things get published, when things stop being published, um, namely like the affair rumors. I think there was something being teed up in the press, whether that was true or something that they were just trying to get to stick. We'll never know.
0: God, could you imagine being a part of a family where you have to trade stories with the press Like
1: on your siblings,
0: on your siblings, like on your parents, on your children. Mm -hmm. To me, that's also where Charles and Camilla are the absolute worst that they have not protected their children, that they have not, that that they've done the opposite, that, that Charles has given them stories about Harry to protect yeah. himself it's like the most from the anti-parental
1: was, parental thing in the world yeah from the time he was like a teenager if you read spare that's one thing harry's very yeah. explicit about is when he was at school like he was being thrown under the bus so that charles reputation would you know continue to recover after he got engaged to camilla and married camilla all these things um and camilla's <sighs> name does somebody who i think he says she sacrificed him harry on his her a uh, uh Harry says that Camilla sacrificed him on her personal PR altar. And that's just like, whoa. Yeah. So it's, again, another world that none of us can even fathom, nor would I want to, really. No, exactly.
0: Um, Which really sucks because I feel like, you know, people bond over having a common enemy. Uh (laughs) And like... Kate and William and Harry and Meghan could have bonded over their their dislike for Camilla and the way that they feel about their father, because I love reading all these things about Kate versus Camilla.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing is like since Meghan and Harry are out of the picture, the game hasn't changed. You can see it happening in the press still where they need a hero and they need a villain and so now the question is is it going to be the current king who's the hero or the next one and i think they're still kind of duking it out to figure out who's going to come out on top in this new generation of like the royal media landscape
0: like what a way to live to like sit down for family dinner and then be like okay talk to you guys later and then go off to your like respective teams and be like okay how yeah. are we going to how are we going to take them yeah. down so that we look better
1: <laughs> that's yeah. wild like and have to be all like, oh, smile, kiss, kiss for the cameras. And then the mask, I would imagine, just instantly drops once you're home. I, do you ugh. think, do you think that like during Thanksgiving or not Thanksgiving, do, Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving yeah.
0: do you think that during like um, the holidays, they like, they get into
1: family fights behind the scenes the way the rest of us do? <laughs> I think possibly. I think they're very like upper crust types of fights and um, a little bit more reserved, probably not. Not maybe to the degree that Americans like to brawl on holidays, but I think they—they they are a family. Still, they have to, right?
0: I mean, I love the idea of like one of them just getting a little too wasted. Uncle so and so had too much whiskey, you know, and they just start saying crazy things, and they all start fighting. I mean, like that's how almost every one of my family holidays are.
1: <laughs> I imagine too. It's probably like. I, what I pictured in my head, because they have these very formal traditions, right? Right. Christmas dinner is very, you sit at the table at Sandringham, everyone is dressed to the nines just for family dinner or whatever. But then I feel like there's probably a switch that gets flipped and like you leave the dinner table, you go open presents or whatever, and then it's just like all hell breaks loose.
0: Totally. It's once they put it's like they put on their it's like once they put on their PJs and they go back down Maybe. for a nightcap.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah.
0: Do you think that the royal a like the royal team's aides, whatever, do you think that they're following you and watching your TikToks?
1: I do. Yeah. Do do you have any proof? Um, No, again, it's all speculation. Um, And people tag me and stuff and they'd be like, oh, my God, Amanda, you predicted this would happen. They're watching you. Or maybe I'll say something like annoys me or I don't expect to see something. And then, again, Kate will wear a dress or something that I said I didn't want her to wear. Uh, Something like that. And people are always like, oh, my God, they're watching you. I, I don't know if it's like to that level where it's influencing decision making, but I think they would be silly not to keep a tab on like the media conversation that's happening, especially when we know that they are trying to, Will and Kate, especially trying to bump up their social media strategy. Yeah. Um. The only, it's not even a piece of evidence. The only thing I will say is there was one time, I think it was last year, the Prince and Princess of Wales account on Instagram, they like tagged. A fan page instead of like an official page for one of the members of the royal family, which is like to me only something that happens if you have that person in your, in your yes. history. So I think yes. they look at fan pages at the very least. And I think they would be, again, silly not to look at the more broad, like, commentary conversation pages as well. So only it's a- one of those like things where I just think, yeah, of course they are. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't it be funny, though, if they literally only look at fan pages? <laughs> I mean, it would be funny. It would uh, it would make sense for some of their like short-sighted what a way to decisions, live. But <laughs> Yeah, totally. Just get you a little bubble of affirmations and nothing else. <laughs> Before I let you go, how do you feel about Kate
0: being the next queen? Because I have to say, and you can disagree with me, I love it. And I think that she's handling all of this. Perfectly. I think that just like every move she makes, I'm just like, wow, like you yeah. really, you're doing such a great job. I think she's so graceful and elegant with like how she handles things. But she does give us a little something here and there, like
1: burgundy uh-huh. gate. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. So, Kate, I think she'll be a really good person to have in that role of queen consort um for exactly what you said. She's very good under the public pressure. Um, she's very, um the the image she puts forward is always spot on for what the royal family needs in that moment um yeah. i worry about her like the toll that's taking on her as a person because like we said we just never get any idea of anything going on behind the scenes with that? I
0: feel like she's probably has to be at this point a horrible person now. You know what I, I mean? Like, it's not stressed. even her fault. Just I so just, stressed. I just feel like that situation either turns you into someone who flees or someone who has to just embrace it and be evil. You know what I mean? Like, you you can't... There's, there's no way around it. It's not even her fault. She just has to survive. So, like, she yeah. has to do evil things to survive. Like, I empathize with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's unfortunate. And I'm sure... If she is like, that's what people say about her. Is She's like kind of stiff, kind of formal, even behind closed doors. Again, as a defense mechanism, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, But that's, I think, what is required to be a good queen, a good queen consort that's why everyone's like so against camilla because we just know too much about her yeah we we don't have that background information beyond you know her love story with william and like a little bit about her passions and the way she raises her kids i think they've been very smart about her image and she's been very smart about what she's able to to give away to the public
0: yeah i feel like she has i can't think of one wrong
1: move she's made like i really can't She wore some dresses early in her career as a Royal that were like a (laughs) little too, well, no, I was going to say a little (laughs) too flowy and she had some wind mishaps, but like, that's for her. It, that's all I can think of.
0: Isn't that wild that like, that's the only thing we can think of that she's maybe done wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) Amanda, thank you so much for just gossiping with me and talking about all of this stuff. Um, I realize that you have a podcast. It's called the Art of History Podcast, where you talk about history, but through the lens of art, whether that is a house or a building or a painting Mm -hmm. or a book or something like that. That is such a great idea.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I have um, an art history degree and I found myself not really using it. So once I had my TikTok following, I said, What do I want to do? And I landed on, I've always looked for an art history podcast and I never found one that I liked. So that was what I decided to make. So yeah, it's called Art of History. Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can tune in. And I do one episode a month right now. A lot of the time, those are royal themed episodes as well. We just look at like royal art history. um, Yeah. And I love it. It's my passion project.
0: No, I'm so excited to start listening. I feel like it's right up my alley. Um, And I love the way that you talk about everything. So awesome. Everybody go give her a listen and also go give her a follow at Matta underscore of underscore fact (laughs) on TikTok. And are you on Instagram? Yes, same handle on Instagram. Yep. Okay, you guys, if you're into the royal family, you will become obsessed like (laughs) me with her account. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, it was really, really fun.